This is Church of the Resurrection in Wheaton, Illinois. Oh man, let me just start by giving a warm welcome to you. My name is Father Steve. I serve as the Dean here at Church of the Resurrection. If I haven't gotten a chance to meet you, which I'm guessing with the size of this group, that there's several of those people I haven't gotten to meet yet. A special warm welcome to you if you are visiting us today, if you came with a a friend or a family member or a neighbor. Uh, We are so glad that you're with us today. As Bishop Stewart said at the beginning, this is the day for which our church was named. We are Church of the Resurrection. And today we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, a fact that changes the course of history, a fact that we believe changes the course of our very lives. So if you are with us today and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, I want to let you know now at the end of my sermon, in just a few minutes, I'm going to give you an opportunity to invite Jesus into your life, to invite the power of the resurrection into your life, to start that relationship with Jesus today, that your life might be changed forever. So if you have spent any time with me and my family, and you've heard us uh, tell any of our stories, then you quickly would pick up that I've known my wife, Jana, almost my entire life. Um, I have visual evidence of this. I have a picture of the two of us at her fourth birthday party. There on one side is cute little four-year-old Jana with her pretty little spring dress ready to celebrate her birthday. And there on the other side of the picture is Steve with his watermelon-sized head bowling towards Jenna as fast as he can. I'm stuffed like a sausage in this little linen shorts overall outfit. Um, I don't think my mom had pulled out the new spring clothes yet. I don't think she knew that this picture would live in infamy. But uh, when you've known your wife your whole life, you often get asked a question that goes something like this. When did you know, when did the reality sink in that you were going to spend the rest of your life with this girl? Well, I don't think it had sunk in yet when the two of us actually performed in our high school's production of Fiddler on the Roof, and I played Model the Tailor, and she played Zeidel, and we literally had a Jewish wedding on the stage. (laughs) I don't think it had sunk in yet. Uh, You could say there were many moments over the course of the four and a half years that we dated where it started to sink in. I think I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this girl. And certainly it was was sinking in when I took her on a picnic to the Morton Arboretum on a beautiful day like this, and she opened her napkin and out fell a jewelry box, and I asked her to marry me, and she said yes. But I'll tell you the moment it really sank in. I can describe it in one word, luggage. You see, we had just graduated from college, and Jana headed right home to St. Louis, but I stayed for a few days because I had a job and I was earning some extra money. And the last night, before I was coming home to St. Louis, I said, what are you you doing tomorrow morning? I'll be home in the afternoon. And she said, well, my parents, uh, for our wedding gift, they're going to buy us luggage. And uh, so we're going to go tomorrow morning, I'm going to go with my mom, and we're going to pick out the luggage. And and it, it just hit me. Luggage our luggage. Like, like, when we go on trips, we're going to put our stuff in the same suitcase. 
because we're going to be married and we're going to spend the rest of our lives together. And I got so excited, I had to respond right away. So I took all my stuff from my room right at that moment. I stuffed it in the back of my red 1987 Toyota Corolla hatchback. And at 10 p.m. at night, I, head I headed down the highway towards St. Louis without telling a soul. And as I was driving, the excitement just started to build. I just started to realize that it was going to be even more wonderful than I had imagined. Sharing a marriage together meant sharing a life together. It meant sharing all kinds of things together, sharing trips together. And I got to my brother's house, who I was staying with in his apartment, uh, in his apartment that summer at 3 a.m. in the morning. He opened the door. What are you doing here? I thought you were going to be here in the afternoon. And I said, I got to go buy luggage. <laughs> Isn't it amazing what happens to us when the reality of something truly wonderful sinks into our hearts? He is not here, the angel said. He is risen, as he said. I've been asking myself, what if that's real? What the angel said, that Jesus' body, dead and buried, had risen from the dead, just as he had promised his disciples before he went to the cross. What would happen if that reality truly sank into our hearts, if it's real that Jesus rose from the dead, as he said, then first of all, it calls us to respond. And secondly, it's even better than we imagined. So first of all, it calls us to respond. When we encounter the risen Jesus, we can't help but respond. It's just like when I had to hop in my car and get to St. Louis as fast as I could. You see, there's, there's a critique of Christianity. It's that the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, it isn't actually real. No, Jesus' body didn't physically rise from the dead. No, it's Jesus' teachings that live on. It's the way that he taught us to be better people, to care more about others, to live a better life. But you see, the disciples, the ones who gave us the full story of Jesus' life, they certainly didn't believe in the mere idea of a resurrection. They tell us they saw it, that it really happened. I mean, these were the same disciples who just a few days earlier ran at the first sign of danger when Jesus was arrested. They hid in an upper room for fear for their lives. But then all of a sudden, something changes dramatically. And they spend the rest of their lives going throughout the known world to tell everybody that Jesus has risen from the dead. And many of them, in fact, were arrested. They were beaten and tortured. They were killed for the proclamation of this message. So what happened? Did they, did they lay down their lives for an idea? Or maybe, maybe they encountered a risen Jesus and it changed everything for them. They simply had to respond. It wasn't like there was another choice. 
So if you're a follower of Jesus, I wonder if in the fog and confusion of the last year, maybe you've started to lose sight of the reality of the resurrection. I wonder if after the last year you feel a bit like those disciples on Easter morning, broken, weary, hiding in an upper room. But the invitation today is to step back into the resurrection light. Oh, man, friends, this weekend has been like a healing balm after the year we've had. As we've traveled together to the cross, as we've traveled through the stories of God's saving deeds, and now as we travel to the empty tomb. And what other response could we have when we encounter the risen Christ but the one that the two Marys have when they see him on the road? Behold, Jesus met them and said, greetings. And they came up and they took hold of his feet and they worshiped him. Don't you desire this morning to re-encounter the risen Jesus and to worship him? Isn't that your heart's longing? Because the fog is lifting. Reality is setting in. Jesus is risen as he said. And we can't help but respond with worship. Maybe your worship will look like the two Marys. You'll simply fall at the feet of Jesus. Maybe you'll need to stand with arms high, heart abandoned. Maybe, as I've seen before on Easter Sunday morning, the Lord will give you a special holy Easter dance move. Um, that's not a requirement. I'm just saying I've seen it before, is all. But if it's real, if Jesus is risen, it calls us to respond. But you know what else? That reality, it's even better than we thought. Because if that's real, if Jesus said that he would rise from the dead, and then he did, doesn't it stand to reason that we can trust everything he said? If Jesus can make good on that promise, can't we be certain that all promises that he made will be fulfilled? God. I love this quote from a Christian author who said, if the resurrection is real, hope then floats like lava beneath the crust of daily life. I love that image. In the crustiest, the hardest places in your life, Resurrection hope floats like lava. So let me ask you, how much hope or comfort has the idea of the resurrection brought you in the last year? How much hope does that idea bring you in the places of greatest anxiety or fear or broken relationships? How much hope does it bring you in places of loneliness or sadness? How has the idea of the resurrection helped you when you experience suffering, physical, emotional suffering, when you see it in one of your own children, in a loved one, 
a family member, when you see suffering in the world, when you see poverty, oppression, people hurting one another, how does the idea of the resurrection bring you hope? But what if it's real? What if Jesus rose from the dead as he said? Then don't we have hope in all his promises, including this one? In the world, you will have tribulation. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus has overcome the world. COVID will end. Hallelujah. <laughs> All suffering and tribulation will come to an end. And God will wipe every tear from our eyes. What about when we encounter our own sin? Those things we've done that we know we cannot go back and fix. The people that we've hurt. Those broken parts in ourselves that we know we're powerless to fix. How does the idea of resurrection help you in those situations? But if Jesus rose from the dead as he said he would, then we can believe in his promise that God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Jesus' death and resurrection have saved us from all our sins. I keep reflecting on the verse from that old song, my sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought, my sin, not the part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. The power of sin has been fully defeated in the cross and the resurrection of Jesus. Okay, how about our greatest and last enemy? How about death itself? We can try to hide from it. We can try to fill our lives with comfort. We can ignore it as long as possible, but we can't avoid it. In the end, death is coming for all of us. And how does the idea of resurrection help us in the face of death. But what if it's real? What if Jesus rose from the dead as he said he would? Can't we trust in all his promises? Like this one. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me Though he die, yet shall he live. The resurrection of Jesus is resurrection for all who believe. Death doesn't have the last word. He told us that in his father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would he have told us that he goes to prepare a place for us? The resurrection of Jesus, it's even more wonderful than we thought. It opens up to us a world of God's promises. And if it's real, hope in all of Jesus' promises runs like lava beneath the crust of daily life. So what are the promises of Jesus that you need to hold up anew in his resurrection light? 
that hope might flow into every part of your life. So if you're not a follower of Jesus, then my prayer is that this morning you're encountering the resurrected Jesus. You're starting to see that perhaps the resurrection is real and that it changes everything. And I want to remind you of another promise that Jesus made, one that you've probably heard before. For God so loved the world that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And I want to give you that opportunity right now to respond to this wonderful reality, to invite the power of Jesus' resurrection into your own life, that you might receive the forgiveness of your sins and his promise of everlasting life. I just want to invite everyone right now. Just bow your heads, close your eyes. And if you would like to start a relationship with Jesus here now, today, to tell him that you believe in his resurrection, as our eyes are closed, I just want to invite you to Pray this prayer with me in the quiet of your own heart. Jesus, I believe. I believe that the resurrection is real. And I ask you to come now and save me from my sins. Lord, I desire that resurrection hope would flow into every area of my life. I desire that hope in all your promises would be given to me, including that promise of everlasting life with you. I ask to start a relationship with you here today, Jesus. Before we, before we raise our heads and open your eyes, I just want to ask you to do one more thing. If you prayed that prayer, Everyone's eyes are still closed. Just me. I, I want to invite you, just as a sign that you prayed that prayer in your heart, to just make the bold move to raise your hand. I see you, brother. Praise God. I see your hand. Praise God. Lord, we pray that you would now come in the power of your Holy Spirit and fill these who have just called upon your name. Lord, would you confirm in the days ahead the belief that they have spoken in their hearts today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Just one more thing. If you, if you did... Pray that prayer. Whether you raised your hand or you didn't, that's okay. I want to I invite you as a next step to tell somebody. Tell somebody today. If it's someone who brought you, let them know. If not, I would love to talk to you. 
come up and find me after the service or any of these wonderful robed people up here. We'd love to pray for you, encourage you, and just give you maybe a, an idea of what might come next in your walk with the Lord. Friends, Jesus is not in the tomb. He has risen from the dead, just as he said. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. Our vision at Church of the Resurrection is to equip everyone for transformation. As part of that vision, we love to share dynamic teaching, original music, and stories of transformation. For more of what you heard today, check out the rest of our podcast. To learn more about our ministry, visit churchres.org.